thankful tonight. Praise the Lord for His promises that endure. They are yea and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter number 5. And we are going to look at our central text here out of this sermon series. We've been preaching now for two weeks. And uh, we're going to take a look here at this text. And I encourage you to just keep your Bible open there. And then we're going to be looking at some of these things together. Which... Would you stand with me as you're coming to your place in Scripture? Ephesians 5, starting at verse number 14. We have been preaching here on uh, this uh, series on the walk, the wisdom, and the will of God. Amen. The walk, the wisdom, and the will of God. In the last couple of weeks, we have been spending some time here on our walk with God. And uh, we have uh, covered the fact that there is distinction in our walk with God. There is direction in our walk with God. And there is a discipline in the walk with God. And uh, last Wednesday we preached on that distinction. And uh, preached here uh, and referred to here out of the first part of Ephesians 5. Where he distinctly calls us to walk in love. And uh, we had spent some time looking at the distinction of the love of God and its impact not only on our lives, but in our lives and through us. Amen. And what that looks like. And so tonight, uh, we're going to be looking and, and honing in, if you will, unpacking a little bit on the direction, amen, of our walk with God. And, uh, but here in Ephesians 5 and verse number 14, starting there, the Bible says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Amen. Amen. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. As I made mention last week, that there are three very specific things as to where in this chapter we are admonished in how we are to walk. We found in Ephesians 5 and, uh, uh, 5 and 2 it says, and walk in love. And so we talked about the distinction of the walk is our walk in love. And then here this evening we're going to be looking we're going to be looking in Ephesians 5 and 8 as well, and we'll be referencing it here in just a little bit. But the Word of God says, in this verse, it says, walk as children of light. And then our central text where, we're, where we are reading from, it said to walk circumspectly. And then, of course, we are seeing the teaching and the admonition in regards to wisdom and the will of God. And so we're going to look at this tonight and uh, especially here on this subject of walking in the light and how that does affect our direction 
with our walk with God. Can we just pray together tonight? Father, once again, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you, Lord, and it is a revealer. And, Lord, I pray that you would reveal truth unto our hearts tonight. Lord, let your anointing rest upon our ears. And, Lord, let our hearts be a a fertile ground for the Word of God to be planted in. I pray that you would challenge us and change us. And, Lord, always our prayer is that we leave different than the way we've come. Anoint my mind and lips to preach. I need your help. Lord, without you and your anointing, we're absolutely nothing. But hide me, I pray, behind the cross. And Lord, we want to hear you and see you tonight. And we thank you for it. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated tonight. Praise the Lord. In speaking about the distinction of our walk with God, we had found that in the Word of God that Christ gives us a commandment Really, that narrows down what should be the basis. When we talk about a baseline, or maybe you have heard the term the litmus test as to, uh, you know, what, what does it come down to? What is it that, uh, what is necessary and what is needed? And we were making mention last week of the fact that we in our humanity, we absolutely love to uh, build upon our experiences with God, all different types of things of what we believe are necessary, of what we believe qualifies someone to live for God or maybe disqualifies them. We were talking about and referenced the scripture as to where uh, there was one of the Sadducees who came to the Lord. And it said that he was a lawyer, well versed. He knew the law in and out. And as a matter of fact, they said that he asked Christ this question because he wanted to tempt him. And the Bible says that he had asked him, he said, so what is the greatest commandment? And we find that Jesus had answered him and he said this, and I'm just going to reference this here again as a, as a starting place tonight. It says, Jesus said unto him, and this is out of Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40, but it says, Jesus said unto him this, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all of thy soul, and with all of thy mind. He said, This is the first and great commandment. He said, and the second is like unto it. He said, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. And so we come to find that not only a love for God, being in love with God, being in love with His Word, being in love with His presence. Amen. These things that this is paramount. This is for the first things first. As we've said many times, make the main thing the main thing. We find that these religious people, the Pharisees and Sadducees, the scribes, and the rabbis of the synagogues, they were steeped in their traditions. They were steeped in their laws and, and they had built upon Moses' law of what would qualify or disqualify others. And Jesus showed up and drove all of them nuts. I mean, he just made them all fighting mad. As a matter of fact, many times and many occasions, Brother Tibbets, they were ready to lay hands on him and kill him then. And 
and uh, he would know their hearts and their thoughts and he would make a way of escape. But we see that in this that the distinctive of our walk with God is going to be that we are in love with God and that if we are in love with God, we are going to love God's people as well. Amen. We're going to be people who can love one another. Amen. And uh, I'm not going to re-preach that. You can get the CD from Brother Corey if you'd like, if you missed it. Uh, But we covered some various things and some of the dangerous zones that we can get in, even in the context of the church and, and what is done as far as in the name of the Lord or in the name of walking with God. But tonight, if we can, we want to look here now on the direction when we talk about our walk with God, we understand that this is uh, symbolic. This term is symbolic of our relationship with Him. And so the also, just the simple definition of a walk with God uh, or to walk somewhere is to move along with, to go in the direction of, to follow along beside or to follow after. And the Word of God has much to say about our walk with Him, our relationship with him as we are pursuing him as we are brother Josh letting him lead us and there's times he's right beside us amen the psalmist said you're ahead of me you're beside me you're in every place that I can be amen aren't you glad tonight that God just don't desire to walk with you on a Wednesday or a Sunday how many of you know that he is available on a Monday he's available on a Saturday and a Friday In every place of our lives, the Lord is looking for those who are in love with Him, that are walking in step with Him in the direction that He would have us to go. Friends, I think it's safe to say tonight that we can all agree on the fact that this time and really all of all things in the in humanity, in flesh, in sin, it represents darkness. It represents chaos and confusion. It represents people as to where they are. The Word of God said we even find uh, those that the blind that lead the blind and both winding up in the ditch, both winding up in a place, in a position where both are are in a place of harm and being wounded. We had made mention here last week about the fact that we're living in a day and an age as to where our politicians believe that they can legislate darkness away. That every time there's some atrocity, every time there's something, they will will try to create a new law to uh, try to fix or correct the human condition and the human condition is sin and sin cannot be corrected by man-made laws sin cannot be corrected by man-made programs it's not by our might nor by our power but it is by the spirit of the Lord amen it is by what he can do and so as we look at these times that surround us the word of God spoke of such times as times of gross darkness you don't need me to go down the rabbit trails of the fact but just let me set the stage for a moment for us to remember that we are in a day and a time as to where wrong things are celebrated as right they are promoted as right and how dare anybody how dare 
dare anybody dare stand up and speak out against such things. You will be told very quickly you should sit down and shut up. You're too narrow-minded. You're a stick in the mud. You're a people hater. Matter of fact, they'll tell you the love of God can't be in you if you would speak up against immorality or the things that are done in darkness or the sins of the flesh or the deceptiveness or the dishonesty of this world. We've got folks bold and brazen that will blatantly show their sin. They could care less of the offense to who it would be. They could care less that it's a mockery of the things of God and His Word. We are finding ourselves really and truthfully, I believe, at a climatic point in human history. Amen. As to where men, they love darkness rather than the light. We've got men and women. We've got a generation of kids. Brother Christian, they're running into the shadows. They're running into the darkness. They're looking for a place to hide. They're looking for a place as to where there is no accountability and there is no contending for what is right to where they can dive headlong, amen, into the deeds and the lust of the flesh and the works of darkness. Oh, but friends, can I say, I believe that as we have the distinctive of the love of God and in an hour when we need direction the most, He had challenged us, and I'll read it again here in just a moment. But in our walk with God, we have to walk as children of light. We have to be those, amen, that are going to be distinct and be set apart. Jesus said, like a city that's set up on a hill, that our light would so shine before men. Can I say that in a time where the world needs light more than ever, I'm not just going to pick on the world, but we have a church that we need the light of God to shine abroad in our hearts one more time. The spotlight of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. To shine abroad once again. To reveal, to convict, to draw our hearts one more time into right relationship with Him. Oh, can I say that we see in all realms and in all things the dangerous thing that we are finding within the church is that we are in a place, we are in a place as to where there are compromises. We have made concessions. We have made reasons and justifications And we have reasoned within our minds and our human minds that there are certain things that really a walk with God doesn't require such an extreme look. It doesn't require such devotion. It doesn't require being so serious. It doesn't require... Amen. Being so uh, so committed in these areas. Can I say tonight as we look at this, I want to read this in its entirety. In Ephesians 5 and 8 it says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. 
walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Amen. Rather reprove them. I want to first state tonight that in a time, and let me say this very plainly, there are some of you that most recently have even talked to pastor and talking about direction, talking about God's will, talking about your steps being ordered. And can I say tonight that one thing that light does is light brings focus and clarity. Light reveals. And can I say tonight is that we must be careful because we find that when we are walking in the direction of our will, of our wants, of our secrecy, when there are things that we hold and tuck in and and find a spot and, and the proverbial sweeping it under the rug, can I say tonight is that there will be no moral clarity. There will be no spiritual clarity. You will not know God's will and direction hiding in the shadows, the shadows of sin. Can I say, and you've heard me mention this before, but if there's one thing that is obsessive in my soul, something I feel such a hunger for in 2022, not that I've ever not cared before or prayed it before, but Brother Steve, I want nothing less than to be right in the middle of God's will. And I'm more convinced every day that if I'm going to be in His will, I'm going to have to walk in the light of His Word. I'm going to have to walk in the light of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to have to walk in that leadership. And my prayer, Brother Christian, has to be, Lord, illuminate my path. Open up the dark places of my soul. Search me and know me. Don't let there be a hidden thing in my heart. We're trying, the dangerous place of the church is we're trying to navigate God's will or say we're pursuing God's will, but we are flirting with darkness. We are yoked up with darkness. We look at some things and we say that's not too much of a big deal. Now I want to remind you, sin is still sin. There's not white lies and gray lies and shady places. Talked with a man one time and was talking about his soul. And he said, preacher, let me just tell you this. He said, God and I have an agreement. I said, you have an agreement? He said, yes. He said, you know, there's white and black. And he said, I'm sitting there in the gray area. He said, I'm not all good. And he said, I'm not all bad. He said, I'm just kind of there in the middle. And you know what struck my heart? was the fact that we could sit here and go, oh me and oh my, and I can't believe he said that, but we will possess the same attitudes. We will live in the same condition. There are things that we don't want God to put his finger on. There are some things we don't want him to reveal. There are some things that we don't want him to convict. There are some things you'd rather not hear preached because you don't want to have to deal with it and it don't feel good to your flesh and it don't feel comforting to your mind. 
Amen. Because we want to say we walk in the distinctive of love. And yet we can hold grudges and be bitter. We can say we walk distinctive in love. That oh we love God with all of our hearts. And yet you know deep down that there are some things that God doesn't have all of you. There are some things you haven't surrendered. There are some things can I say we get a little antsy and we get a little nervous when the Holy Ghost starts moving in the service and dealing and convicting. Can I say tonight and Brother Torbert's here and he might have preached it in the church house. I've heard him preach it before and I think maybe he did preach it here at Victory but he had preached a message a long time back on don't kill the rooster. Amen. And that thought always stuck with me as to where Peter when he heard that rooster crow after the third time of denying Christ one of the writers of the gospel said brother Larson he looked across the way and he made eye contact with the Savior and he was grieved and he ran out and he wept bitterly oh can I say we need the light of the Spirit of God to sound to shine and to deal with this can I say I don't want to boast that we have a move of God and it's just because somebody's shouting and somebody's running you want to know the real move of God is when there's folks laid in the altar and they're repenting of sin and they're turning away from wickedness and they're saying God shine a light abroad in my heart and in my life we have to desire to destroy double standards we have to desire to eradicate them out of our life David had said, search me and know me. Search me and know me. He said, sometimes you were in darkness. Can I ask you the question tonight? Are there still some things tied to your life of who you once were? Are there still some things tied to you? Well, it's just, oh, and get ready. Just put your seatbelt on. This pastor's going to meddle a little bit, all right? Oh, it's just a little bit of that music. Oh, it's, it's just a little bit of, you know, some of that that I watch. Oh, it's just a little bit of that particular place that I've been involved in. It's just a little bit of my connection to this person or that person. Well, Brother Jake, come on now. You, you know, we think you're a nice guy. You ain't got to be all weird and radical and out in the left field on. But I'm going to tell you something. I've got an I've got a 11-year-old girl. And she will ask me about something that she heard. She'll ask me about, she said, well, Daddy, how come we don't, we don't listen to that or we don't do that? And I said, Sissy, I said, here's the thing. I said, a little bit of exposure. I said, a little bit of exposure. I said, what happens is, I said, it very easily gets in you. I said, and then you get a little bit of a hunger for a little bit more. And you dab a little bit more. Brother Jake, come on. You ain't preaching to teenagers at a youth camp. Well, I'm going to tell you. You see, because for too long, us parents have sat around and we pointed fingers at kids and we've condemned them to hell. And we've got some of the same double standards going on in our life. We've got some of the same mess going on. We've got unconfessed sin. We've got pride. We've got arrogance. And can I say, I want it to be, Lord, would you shine a light? 
right. Lord, would you help us to walk in the direction? Would you bring focus and clarity again? Would you help us to grab a hold of the truth of your word? Can I say, you cannot be proclaiming that you want to know the will of God or that you need God's will and you're still holding hands and you're yoked up with stuff that ought not to be. Can I say, tonight's a great night to break loose of it. Did you know the Holy Ghost can break the yokes of bondage? He can destroy the yoke. Can I say, don't you run around unequally yoked in your spirit to some junk that's going to pull you down, to some stuff that's going to ruin God's will in your life. Well, I'm not going to be a preacher, and I'm not going to be a teacher. I'm never going to be a deacon. I'm never going to be this. I ain't got to tell Let me tell you something. I ain't worried about titles. I'm worried about eternity. Eternity. We, if we are talking about His will and His direction, walking in step with Him, you have to understand the first thing that God created was light. Look it up. Genesis 1, right about verse 3. Said, and God spoke and said, Let there be light. And He said, He separated the day from the night. There is a division, there's a separation. I know we don't like to put our minds around that. I know it doesn't sound politically correct because the world we live in today, everybody's going to heaven. It got everybody, and there's you ain't got to just serve Jesus. There's all kinds of ways to get there. Everybody has this inclusive idea and attitude, but the Word of God, Jesus said, I didn't come to send peace. He said, I came with a sword. He said, I came to separate sons from fathers. And and he said, I came. He said, there's going to be division that's going to happen in the very households. Why is that, Brother Chad? Because when truth gets in there, there's a dividing line. It's daylight and dark. You ever heard the saying? It's as different as daylight and dark. And we as the church, isn't it amazing that the church of this age and this hour, we have tried to embrace darkness. I know you knew I was going to say this, and just let me get it out of the way. We've even ushered it in our sanctuaries. We got lights down and darkness in every crevice and every corner. Don't know if you're in a club or in a church house. Can I say, oh, somebody once said, preacher, don't you know the electricity that these lights burn? And I say, let it burn, baby. We're going to let the light shine, both physically and spiritually. I ain't got nothing to hide here, Brother Larson. I want God to be at home and he is light and his life was a light of men and can I say I'm not looking for a place for our church to hang out and hide out somewhere and die going to hell sitting on a church pew we got folks all over and they're at a place no accountability no spirit of God dealing no light And I don't mean that just in the physical sense. Sister Shelby, there's no light. People coming in one way and they're leaving the same way they came. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. People going to hell sitting on church pews. It's a tragedy. Why? Because they love darkness rather than light. They've developed the attitude, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Nobody, ain't going to listen to no preacher, I'm not going to... I'm not going to listen to all that kind of mess. Give me somebody who can motivate me. and 
pump me up and prime me up how I can live my best life now. Hey, some of you will catch that later. Amen. And you'll get mad at me later. That's all right. Listen, focus and clarity. I want you to understand that Psalms 119 says this, and let me say this because as we're preaching these messages, we're walking in step with some things and we're getting to we're getting to wisdom and we're dealing with the will of God. And let me just say, as we're talking about this, when we're praying about God's direction, when we're praying about our walk with God. I want you to understand is that you cannot exempt, as I just mentioned, the Spirit of God. And also we find Psalms 119, 130 says this, The entrance of thy words giveth light. Listen to this. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Amen. What happens is when we get in the Word of God and the light of God's Word begins to infiltrate the soul. Have you ever talked with somebody who's just new in the Lord? And they're getting in that word. And Brother Craig, they're in there. And they're getting in devotions and stuff. And they come to you all excited. Look here what the Bible says. Look here what the word of God said. I've been praying about this. I've been looking. I've been, I've been needing some answers on this. And here it is right here in the word of God. Man, they're excited about it. We preached Sunday night. I asked you, are you over it? And I'm not over the word of God. Amen. Did you know the Word of God is addictive? It is. You get to reading it. Now, let me say this. You try to start it, your flesh don't like it. Come on. You can spend hours scrolling and reading news feeds on Facebook, but God forbid. God forbid we spend 30 minutes in the Bible. <clears throat> Come on here. God forbid we spend time in the Word of God. But let me, let me say this. The more you read God's Word... The hungrier your spirit man is for it. You're going to want it. You're going to desire it. And what happens, he said, the entrance of your word, it gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Listen, I'm not here. Just many of you are a whole lot smarter than Brother Jacob. I've told you before, I'm just a hillbilly from Elsinore, Missouri. Well, me and, me and Aaron are. That's my cousin over there. Down in Elsinore, the tree don't fork very much. I can say that because I'm picking on my, my bunch. Amen. And we just, we just backwoods and we're just as simple as we can be. But can I say this is, just, is, is the fact that when we get into the Word of God, did you know that there are things the enemy would love to cloud your mind? He works in the shadows. He's shifty. He moves in darkness. As a matter of fact, the word of the Lord said this, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And then my people perish where there is no vision. And can I say is that you can get into God's word and he can reveal and he can open your mind and understanding. Jesus had said this. He said when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you. Into all truth. Did you know there are some things that are not just black and white in the scripture? There are some things that are not specifics of thou shall nots. But there are some things that I have adopted. And that I have put into my life. Because brother Chris. The Holy Ghost as I read the word of God. It gives me knowledge and understanding to know what is pleasing and displeasing to God. 
can I say this? You would have more clarity and focus if you were in God's word more and quit listening to the opinions of people less. Some folks so confused and combobulated that you don't know up from down and in from out. I'm not here. I don't want to embarrass Sister Amber. Sister Amber should tell you she grew up. She was in all kind of different churches. When she came in and she was talking with Carolyn and I, she said, I'm just because she said, can I call y'all and ask some questions? We said, sure. And there's been a lot of times Sister Amber had called and she'd said, I'm sorry if this is a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it. And I said, Sister Amber, ain't no question stupid. Hasn't pastor told you that? There ain't no question stupid. And so she would ask questions because she, she grew up and she was in one place and this place. And this person, am I right, Sister Amber? This person would say, well, this is what you do if you're a Christian. This is what you do if you love God. And she would, she would reveal some of those things. And my heart would break. I'd say, my goodness. I mean, the, uh, the poor girl's been so confused. But you know what I love, Brother Larson? I love the fact here's somebody, amen, where there's a place where truth is being preached. And the light of God is shining in her heart and she'll call and she'll say I don't know why oh I I mentioned this one other time but let me just say it again because I love it she called my wife and she said sister Carolyn she said I don't know why but I was looking at the movie collection and she said all of a sudden something set in my heart and I felt convicted about some of the stuff that was in the house and she said I don't know if it's right or wrong and Sister Carolyn said, she said, you just obey that convicting spirit. You just obey the Lord. Get it out. God's dealing because he wants you to get it out. That wasn't preacher calling her and saying, Amber Menards, you better get it out of the house. No, it was the Holy Ghost revealing. I ain't preached on a movie not hardly one time. And can I say, when you get in the Word, when you're in the altar, when the Spirit of God is shining a light. He will reveal the will of God, the direction to walk. Can I say this? If a babe in Christ, somebody just getting into this thing, can have that kind of revelation, what excuse do some of us seasoned saints have? Well, I didn't I didn't know better. I didn't, God ain't never dealt with me about that, bless God. Nonsense. He's trying to deal, but we ain't in his word. We ain't, we ain't in the place to his presence for the spirit of God shine a light to get a hold of us. Friends, I'm telling you, this thing's wrapping up, and we ain't got time to fool around with stuff that's going to keep us out of heaven. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. I'm running out of time. This might be a two-parter. Hey, man. I told you. I said, I ain't putting a time limit on this series. We might preach it till December. I don't know. But it's all, it's all good. I'll amen my own preaching tonight. Thy word, Psalms 119 and 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I want, you to, I want, to, I want to come to a conclusion with this. You see, there was, I, I have a whole other section, but I'm just, I've just kind of stayed here. But Acts 9, verses 3 and 18, it's the testimony, the salvation experience of Paul. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus. 
And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And immediately when he goes and he comes in contact with Ananias, Ananias lays his hands upon him. And it says, and immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales. And he received sight forwith, and he arose and was baptized. Can I say is that the church, when I talk about the church, I mean the church. I'm not just picking on Victory Temple. But the church we need focus and clarity again that only the light of God can provide. Can I say it doesn't matter? And as a matter of fact, let me just put it to you like this. I haven't dealt with this personally yet. If Jesus tarries and I reach an age, Ashlyn told us the other night, she said, I believe you and Mama's going to live to 120. I said, I'll take it if that's the case. Amen. Lord, give me health. But one of the things that happened is there are some of you in here, as you've gotten older, you developed cataracts on your eyes. A scale makes it hard to see the direction you're going home at night when you're driving. Makes it difficult to navigate certain things. And what do you have to do? You go in and they'll get a laser, which is a light, and it is a concentrated beam of light, and they go in there and they will take that scale off of your eye. Somebody, somebody here in the church had had cataract surgery, and they came in the next service, and I was asking them how it went. They said, man, said it's like a whole new world. I said, you didn't know your pastor was so handsome, did you? But said, man, I mean, just it was just like a whole new world. Those scales, it says it was like scales that fell off of his eyes. And can I say this? Is that it's not just for the sinner. But sometimes, saints, can I say, as we've been in this thing a while? How many times we heard people, I've seen a lot in my day. I've been around. And it could be that you are a perfect candidate because what happens is, as we start seeing things through one perspective, boy, it can sure skew our vision. We get a different perspective. That vision can get a little judgmental. That vision can get a little arrogant. We get confidence in things that we think they're one thing, but they're not really that way, but it's because we're seeing it a certain way. And what we need is a light of God. We need... A Damascus Road experience again. Where we see God in His glory and the light of God hits us in such a way. And there's a point in time where the scales fall off of our eyes. Oh, friends, can I say tonight. We need to walk in the direction. Not of man's opinion. Not in denominational stature. Not in the ideas of the religious. Not in the tragic traditions of men. But we need to get back into the word of God. We need to get back into prayer. We need to get back into those altars. And not just in church, but every day. Brother Eli, you want God's will for your life? You start praying, God shine a light. Shine a light in my mind, in my heart. 
in my day. And can I say, when those prayers are being prayed and you sincerely mean it, get ready because God starts opening doors. God starts showing and revealing some things that He can only show. Oh, friends, Brother Danny, Sister Carolyn, if you'd come. Can we right now just lift our hands to heaven? And can you right now just begin to pray and say, Lord, I need the light. I need the light of your word. I need the light of your presence. We need the light of the Spirit of God to shine abroad in our heart. Lord, one more time, would you reveal in a day of confusion, in a day, Lord, where there's potholes and tripwires and there's, and there's all kinds of trap doors waiting for so many. Lord, we, one more time, we need the light of your glory oh, to reveal in us and through us. Lord, if we're going to be men and women that know the will of God, we're going to need the light of your word. We need the entrance of your word into our lives. Lives because it is light. You are the revealer, the revealer of thoughts and words and attitudes and actions. Lord, forgive us when we've held hands, when we've yoked up with darkness and we've, we've allowed the fellowship of some things in our lives and it's hindered us, it's stagnated us. Lord, it's tripped us up. I pray God help us we're not trying to be holy for man's sake. We're trying to walk in agreement with you. And you are holy. And Lord, I pray, let your work be accomplished in our lives. Church tonight, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to ask you simply. Are you praying? Are you asking for? Are you seeking the light of God's word? His spirit. Is your prayer to say, Lord, as I walk with you, I want to be in step and in sync. I want to go in the direction you'd have me to go. I feel the Holy Ghost. There are some of you, maybe you're going in a direction trying to chase a dollar. Maybe you're going in a direction trying to chase a relationship that's a dead-end street. Maybe you're trying to pursue certain things and you make it sound spiritual because you're saying, I want God's will, but you haven't really let God reveal and deal with you as to what is right. You need the scales to come off of your eyes and pastor loves you enough to tell you tonight, you'd better get serious about it with God because if not, it's going to destroy you. It's going to destroy you. Lord, as a church, we want your light. We want them to walk in the direction of your light. If that's your prayer tonight, if that's your heart, why don't we come, church? We need to spend some time in these altars. We need to come tonight and say, Lord, let the light of your spirit Lord, would you reveal to me? Would you let me walk? I need focus and I need clarity. I need direction. I want to fellowship with the things of light. I don't want to be, I don't want to be yoked up with darkness. Lord, I don't want to hold on to secret places and shadows and sins that thwart the will of God. But Father, I need you. I need you, Lord, to deal with me. Correct me. Oh, cause me, Lord. Cause me to see clearly your will. Cause me to see clearly your way. 
Deal with my heart. Search me and know me. Oh, Rabbi, see my kind. 